You're listening to Soul Roadmap, episode number 18. Welcome to Soul Roadmap Podcast. Each week, you'll hear strategies and inspiration to take action and live life better. Hi, I'm Dina Cataldo, lawyer, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your roadmap to creating more success in your life, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hello, how are you doing today? I am incredibly excited to talk about today's topic because it is something that every single one of us deals with each and every day. It's something that I constantly work to build an awareness around, and it's something that has a huge impact on what we see in our life. And what we're going to talk about today are our words. Contrary to popular belief, Life doesn't just happen to us. We create the results we get in our life. I'm a believer that we can design the life we want, but in order to do so, we must become aware of what's going on in our life. And when we're bouncing from task to task all day long, it can be challenging. When we're surrounded by people who aren't committed to personal growth, it can be challenging, which is why things like this podcast exist, to keep us working, to keep us in our awareness. That's why it's so important to go back to different podcasts, to go back to different books so that we can continue to build that awareness to get that help. But if we're really committed to reducing the stress we feel, to reducing the reactions we have to circumstances rather than our conscious response to circumstances and to changing negative feelings into positive feelings, then we need to commit to being aware of everything we do. And I'm not saying you are ever going to be done with this process. I am constantly watching my thoughts and practicing awareness. In the last episode, I talked about a new program I'm starting October 1st and the entire 16-week program is dedicated to practicing awareness in different areas of our life to design a life with more ease and design it to intentionally reflect what we want. Today, we're focusing on awareness of the words we use because our words reflect what we believe and determine what we get in the future. All right, so let me explain. One of my favorite sayings is, if you want to know what you believe, take a look around you. Your life is a reflection of what you believe. Our beliefs are influenced by belief systems our parents had, what our teachers told us growing up, and any other part of society we're exposed to. One example that's personal to me of my beliefs being influenced by society is growing up flipping through magazines with gorgeous and unrealistically beautiful women on their covers and judging myself. I would unconsciously berate my own appearance because I would never measure up to them, right? I mean, who would? Once I stopped buying these magazines, I noticed my self-esteem increased. It was reducing these negative thoughts about myself that changed my mindset about my appearance. My words, thoughts, I'm going to use those interchangeably. They influenced my feelings about myself and that changed how I interacted with the world with more confidence. That changes the result. The more people saw how confident I was, the more engaged they became with me. The examples of negative words and phrases that I'm going to talk about today are ones you probably grew up hearing. They're examples of negative beliefs. 
But why should we continue to shape our future with old thoughts and old programming, right? So we wouldn't try to make a 1990s television connect with a modern day iPhone. It doesn't make sense. Yet that's what we're doing daily when we apply our thoughts and beliefs to our present situation. So if you take a step back to see what you're doing to impact your world, you can make the more important incremental changes that will make the difference. So how do we reprogram our mind? It helps to understand how thoughts influence our reality. And again, I'm using the word word to also reflect thoughts because our words are really reflecting what our thinking process is. So first, the very first thing to understand is that inanimate objects and the behaviors of others around us are circumstances. They are not changeable. They just are. They don't have any emotion linked to them except the emotion or the feelings, I'm going to use those words interchangeably, that we attach to them. For instance, a pen isn't a pen to a dog. A dog interprets it as a toy. A human only interprets it as a pen when we're taught by adults that it is in fact a pen and how to use it as such. Another example is a driver who cuts you off in traffic. They're not automatically a moron. That's a thought you're having about his driving. The driver could be in an emergency situation or be having a bad day. The thoughts you have are interpretations of the circumstances that you were cut off in traffic. This passage from Deborah Adele's Yamas and Niyamas is another way to explain this concept. And I'm going to link to her book in the show notes, as well as anything else we talk about that requires a link at dinacataldo.com forward slash episode 18. The ego is a function of the mind that organizes itself into I. The ego isn't a bad thing. Without the ego, we would not exist. The ego takes an event that the senses bring into awareness and makes it personal. For instance, the senses may bring in the information that a dog is barking. The ego makes it personal by saying, I hear the dog barking. Then this message gets further entangled with the value judgment we place on the event. We'll have a opinion about the dog barking based on our experiences. I might be annoyed at the noise or tremble in fear because of a past experience where I was attacked. Or I might rush to pet the dog, remembering a childhood pet that I adored. The ego takes ownership of a neutral experience by making it mine and then colors it from the box of past experience. You can see this in action really quickly the next time you go to a news website. The top headlines on the page are rarely neutral. They're colored to influence your experience of what you're about to read and to attract you to articles that reinforce what you already believe. So now that we understand the first concept is that inanimate objects and the behaviors of others around us are circumstances. The second thing we need to understand is that we have thoughts about our circumstances. Words reflect our thoughts. It's generally accepted that our brain is also picking up everything that we're doing and saying to ourselves. It's like it's recording our lives moment by moment. Every time we're not in integrity with ourselves, every time we say something nasty about ourselves or another person, it records that. So not only do our words reflect what we believe, our thoughts, but they're also reinforcing those thoughts. 
third, our thoughts influence our feelings. So take a moment to think about this. Imagine a lemon that I freshly cut for you and the juice spraying. Now imagine taking a bite out of the lemon's juicy flesh. Now if you did this, you're feeling your mouth salivate and you may even have puckered your lips. You can do the same thing when you think about something happy or sad. Thoughts create feelings. Our feelings, this is the fourth thing, our feelings influence our behavior. When we're angry, we might react in ways that we wouldn't react if we were pleased, right? We may say something we don't mean or behave in ways that are hurtful. So that's the fourth concept to understand is that our feelings influence how we behave. The fifth concept to understand is that our behavior determines our results or what we create in our lives. Our behavior will impact how someone responds to us. For example, if a person yells profanities at a police officer who is just trying to give them a warning for speeding, which I see all the time, then that person may end up with a citation. On the other hand, if we can manage our feelings, then we can manage our behavior to obtain better results. This is huge, right? This is huge. If we understand how this works, then we can impact our behavior even more so. I mean, just think about the implications for education. If we can really teach young kids, hey, you do have an impact on your behavior. It takes away that victim mentality and it gives you a sense of agency. You have the ability to change. So let's go through those concepts really quick. One more time so you see it. Okay. Concept number one, inanimate objects and behaviors of others around us are circumstances. We have thoughts about our circumstances. Our thoughts influence our feelings. Our feelings then influence how we behave, and then how we behave determines our results. Now that we understand the framework we're working with, we can talk about shaping our thoughts. To shape our thoughts, we must bring awareness to what we're telling ourselves so we can catch ourselves. When we do, that's when we can start to make changes that shift our feelings, behavior, and results in the way that we want. When you begin to see these thoughts, I encourage you to be totally non-judgmental. Okay, so we're going to go through these words, these phrases, and when you notice yourself doing them, because you will, I do too, I encourage you just to totally be nice to yourself. Don't say things like, I can't believe I'm doing that again. I'm such a moron because that defeats the purpose of this practice. We're trying to soften our negative thoughts so we can get better results. Let me give you an example of how this framework works with a thought, and then we'll dive into common negative phrases we use and how we can start to shift them so that we can create what we want in life. We might say something like, all the good men are taken, but objectively looking at the world, that is not true. You're saying there are no more good men that are single out of about 3.5 billion men on the planet. Well, that's just silly, right? We're using our words to interpret the world around us. It's not objectively what's in the world. It's what we are interpreting it to mean. You must observe your thoughts. Then once we observe our thoughts, we can decide what we want to think instead. But what if you don't believe something? If you really don't see any good single men in the world, then this can be difficult to shift. 
Instead of going straight to the thought you wish you could have, that there are lots of good single men out there, make an incremental shift. For example, you start changing your paradigm by saying things like, there are good men out there. You can then start shifting to, it's possible that there are good men out there that aren't taken. The subtle shift in how we start thinking things makes a difference because then it makes it easier to get to the ultimate goal of the belief we want to have. And remember, when we can shift our belief, our results are going to change. We're not going to see the single good single men out there in the world if we are constantly telling ourselves that we're not seeing them. So we're going to talk in detail about bringing awareness to and shifting thoughts in my upcoming program on October 1st. One of the big things that you'll likely see when you start shifting your thoughts is resistance, and it helps to have someone objectively walk you through your thought processes. For instance, I was talking to one client who interpreted her employer's hands-off approach to her work as uncaring. She felt that her employer could care less about her and what she did when she was working there. And my client's feelings were impacting how she was behaving towards her employer. And that would ultimately change the result she would have of whether she was going to continue working there or not. When I talked her through her thought process, she recognized that another way to interpret her employer's behavior was that her employer trusted her to do whatever she wanted within her business, which was a great gift. That her work reflected on the employer and her business and how amazing it was that her employer would trust her without butting in on how she was working in the business. I think it's important to recognize that when we start to notice the negative interpretations we make, we may hit this resistance to new interpretations. Then we prevent the awareness that we want by pushing it away. There are ways to soften this, like what I was just telling you, by creating this add-on thought. And I'm going to walk you through a couple more add-ons. In the example above, my client could start with something like, I'm open to believing that my boss trusts me, or I'm open to believing that my boss appreciates me. Other add-ons can be, I notice that I'm thinking that fill in the blank, whatever it is you're thinking, or what would it look like if fill in the blank, whatever you're thinking, or adding on the phrase to what you're thinking, huh, that's interesting. And the reason these add-ons are important is because it helps build awareness. It's bringing attention to the fact that we are just having a thought. It's not reality or an objective circumstance. It's just a thought. It's just our interpretation of what is happening. Now, I want to walk us through four big areas where I see this happening, okay, where I see us having thoughts that interpret circumstances and that negatively impact how we feel and therefore negatively impact how we behave and the results we get. So the four areas that I'm breaking down are relationships with other people, relationships with ourselves, time and money. Now, it is easy to make snap judgments or ignore possibilities to make our brain do less work. It's actually lazy not thinking about what we're saying. I'm guilty of it too. If we stick with the negative beliefs we think, then our brain will look for ways to reinforce that belief. 
Okay, so just keep this in mind when you're thinking about the words that you use. It's really, really important for us to be mindful of this because our words have such a big impact on our reality. I'm constantly working through this. I'm not saying that, you know, you're going to be able to do this overnight. It is a constant practice. So let's talk about the first category, relationships with other people. So we've already gone through the example, all the good men or women are taken. Okay, that's an absolute. Some of the things that you could say with those add-ons I was telling you about to start shifting our thoughts is, what if all the good men aren't taken? I'm open to believing that all the good men aren't taken. If we don't begin to shift, then our brain will pick up our negative thoughts and then find evidence to reinforce them. It knows what you believe because it's always listening, right? It's that recorder. It's constantly paying attention to what we're doing. And then it starts looking for ways to make you right. And that's called cognitive bias. So for example, I bought a Miata and then suddenly I started seeing them everywhere. Is it because there were suddenly more Miatas on the road? No. It's cognitive bias. My brain knows I like Miatas. I'm focused on the Miata. Now I notice it wherever I go. Here's another generalization phrase that we use a lot. All men or women fill in the blank. Cheat, lie, whatever you want to say about them. It's a generalization. It's a thought. It's an interpretation of a circumstance. Start shifting that with add-ons. What if not all men or women are liars? I'm open to believing that some men and women can tell the truth. Just start to think in ways to shift your thinking. You may not be able to get there right away. You just start to make those little shifts and you'll start to feel that energetically in your body. You really will. You'll start to notice it. Another phrase we use, I'm never going to find someone who has fill in the blank trait. Do the same thing. Put those add-ons in. I'm open to believing I can find someone who is as loving and smart as, you know, whoever, yourself. Fill in the blank trait. Another example. What a moron when we're talking about someone, right? It could be that road rage incident. It could be the way you see someone behave. Well, what if that driver has an emergency that I don't know about? What if there is another way to interpret what I'm seeing? So, for instance, I drove like a moron when my dad died because I was stressed out. I was trying to get to a massage. I was trying to take care of myself. And yet, you know, one thing after another was happening. My phone wasn't working. I wasn't able to use the map feature. I got lost. I was already kind of a mess. And I'm sure I cut somebody off as I was driving. I'm sure of it. So there are things that happen in someone else's life. We simply don't have that peek into And rather than letting that interpretation impact our feelings, which then impact our behavior and then impact our results, why not just shift our thoughts? Well, what if something is going on in their life? And one other thing I want to point out that's not necessarily tied in with just the words that we use are random little thoughts that we might have. So for instance, negative words towards anyone that we admire slash envy, right? That couple who's lovey-dovey, the yogi who can do a handstand gracefully, that person who seemingly has it all. Well, you're not only telling your brain that you don't want that thing by associating something negative, that negative thought or feeling towards that person who has it all, 
you are impacting how you behave so you don't get it. Does that make sense? When you have a negative thought, you say, oh, gosh, must be nice that that person can do handstand. It must be nice that that person has this wonderful house. That's a negative thought. It's very subtle, but you are telling your brain that that is something that you can't have. And that other person has that. Think about how you are thinking about the circumstances of other people's lives. Because remember, this is circumstances. Those circumstances are impacting your thoughts. Your brain is constantly recording everything you say and think and do. And then you are impacting your feelings about a certain circumstance. So for instance, we're going to talk about this, but like having a lot of money, you negatively associate money with bad people, for instance, and then, well, your brain knows, oh, you don't want money. Okay. So if you don't have money and you have negative thoughts around people who have money, well, guess what? You are impacting your reality. That's just the way it is. That is the framework. It's simple as that. All right. Let's talk about the next category, our relationship with ourselves. All right, one of the phrases that we use is that I have to work harder to get the promotion, the client, the job, versus doing something that shifts that, to take some of that anxiety away, to take some of that stress away, to add some ease. What would it look like if it were easier to get the promotion? I'm open to believing that I can do this with ease. Start to make those shifts. Another phrase, I never get fill in the blank. I'm so forgetful, stupid, unattractive, you know, whatever you want to do, fill in the blank. What would it look like if I were able to remember? I'm open to believing that I'm smart, beautiful. Start to make those shifts. Another phrase, I can't, or I'm bad at, or using a word, this phrase, I hate this phrase. My dad used to use this phrase all the time. Just my luck. Well, that's a negative phrase. I mean, you're just reinforcing Whatever is happening that you dislike, you're reinforcing it. And then you're going to look for more of that in your life, that cognitive bias. And then you're just going to see things that are, quote unquote, bad luck, whatever your luck is. So start to look for ways you can shift these phrases. And when you do, you're going to start to notice shifts in what you get in your life. Another category that I see this happening is is with our relationship with time. Have you ever used these phrases? I don't have enough time. I'm exhausted. I'm busy. I never have enough time. I don't know where I'm going to find the time. How about we start shifting those things so that we don't have those feelings of anxiety or stress, that anxiousness in our body, which then creates our results, right? Our behaviors and then our results. Use things like, I'm open to believing that I can make more time for myself. I'm open to believing that I'm not actually exhausted. I mean, the more we say that word, I mean, don't you just feel exhausted when you use that word? You could just feel energetically that you're tired. I'm really trying to eliminate that word from my vocabulary. What would it look like if I didn't feel busy? What would that look like? Start to get your brain working to make those shifts. And eventually you may even be able to get these out of your vocabulary. That is the goal for me. Oh, my favorite category, category number four, money. Have you ever heard any of these phrases? I'm betting that you have. Money doesn't grow on trees. I'm not made of money. 
Money isn't that important. Money is the root of all evil. More money, more problems. Easy come, easy go. Oh my gosh, these phrases were instilled in me when I was a kid. I, you know, I'm working diligently to eliminate these phrases because money is just a thing. It's energy. It's a circumstance. What we say about money is our interpretation. Our interpretation about money or people who have money, that is going to influence how we feel about it, right? And that is going to lead to our behaviors. Those behaviors are going to lead to our results. So if you feel that you are unhappy with your financial circumstances or your circumstances in your relationships with others or yourself, start to think about what your beliefs are and where they came from. Start to think about these and then start to notice what you say about these in your everyday life. Because when you start to notice what is happening in your life, when you start to notice the words that you use, then you can start making shifts because you can stop yourself and say, whoa, okay, I notice that I have a thought about money and that it goes easily. Easy come, easy go. I notice that I have a thought that people who have money are bad. Whoa, let me take a step back. I like money. I like money because it helps me get things. It helps me help other people. It helps me have a roof over my head. I like having money. It makes me feel secure. How can I shift my thought about money going easily or money being associated with people I dislike and start to shift that? Start doing those add-on phrases we talked about using words like, what would it look like if I thought money didn't go easily? What would it look like if I associated money with good people? Or that's interesting. You know, I think that money goes easily. Just notice it. Begin to eliminate the phrases that you dislike, that you see those negative impacts on. Start writing positive affirmations. Place them on your computer or your mirrors. This is really helpful for me because when I'm at work, I put these affirmations, those things that I notice that I need to do my work on, and I can just sit there and read them on my computer. It's really helpful to just keep you noticing, to keep you being aware. And once you start noticing where you tend to say negative things in your life, you can start to figure out which positive phrases will serve you. So now what? There's two things you can do now, now that you know this, now that you're empowered with this information. You can go to dinacataldo.com forward slash episode 18 to sign up for a free 30-minute discovery call with me to find out if the 16-week program starting October 1st is right for you. We're going to go deep into building awareness so that you can start designing your life with intention. So we're going to talk in depth about many subjects that we deal with daily. The second thing that you can do is DM me on Instagram. I love Instagram. I am there all the time. Go to dina.cataldo and I will send you the link so that you can learn more about that program. So just go to Instagram at dina.cataldo, DM me, I will send you info. My hope is that this episode brings you some awareness to your thoughts so you can start creating small shifts. And if you're ready to create big shifts, 
Join me for my new program October 1st. Head on over to dinacataldo.com forward slash episode 18 and click on the discovery call link to set up a time to chat with me about it. Have a wonderful day. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Soul Roadmap. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and left an honest review on iTunes. I read every single review, so let me know what you want to hear more or less of, and I'll talk to you next week.